You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back, back, run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Hello. The correct during here stadium time is 7.40 p.m. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast brought to you cordially by the good folks at Champ's Chicken and harbored by America's favorite source for Auburn news, CarlJamagnolia.com. I am Son of Crow at Son of Crow 2 on Twitter and then at Son of Crow on Venmo, but you already know that. To one side of me is amateur statistician, engineer, trivia question comer upper with her, Ryan Starrett at Ryan S. Starrett on Twitter. Chris just scored on me. Oh, to the other side of you, chewing in the microphone, giving you that full Fort Payne ASMR is at AU Chief. Yeah, just make all the noises. <laughs> Into the mic. Greetings, Jordan. <clears throat> this weekend in Auburn football, we hired a bas- we hired a new running backs coach. Before that, let's go to our trivia question with Ryan, the Auburn Orange and Truther trivia question of the week. All right, guys. First question was too hard. Second question was too easy. See if we can get this one, this one just right. Auburn's highest rated recruit from the state of Alabama ranks as just the sixth best recruit all time for the Tigers. Who is it? So Auburn's highest all-time recruit in Alabama. From all-time state of Alabama. Is the all-time sixth. It's just the sixth best. Okay. For Auburn. I think I know the answer to this. Chief thinks he knows the answer to this. Josh Dubb is sitting in his car somewhere screaming the answer to this. James Jones probably doing the same. James Jones probably knows the answer to this. Does Lydia know the answer to this? Does Lydia know the answer to this? We just ran through our... uh, Oh, and... That's all of our followers. Um, She's still listening because we haven't talked about wrestling yet. (laughs) Don't forget about Nate. Oh, yeah, Nate. I bet Nate knows the answer to this. And uh, the German professor knows the Mm. answer to this. Mm. Let's think. Uh, I think it is Auburn new running back coach, Carnell Cadillac Williams. That's who I think it is as well. Yeah, too easy. Boom! (laughs) Boom! (laughs) Doing the Gus Malzahn boom right now. Because he was, correct me if I'm wrong, Carnell Cadillac Williams was a bit of a like high school legend in Al- in Alabama. Oh, oh yeah. So Auburn getting him was kind of a huge deal in general. He was actually not the highest rated running back we've ever gotten. Was Ronnie higher? No. Michael Dyer. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Michael Dyer. Dyer was the number one or number two guy in the country, depending yeah, on where you look, right? At the time he was the highest rated recruit Auburn's ever signed, and then it was Byron Cowell. Yeah, Byron. It was him, Lake C. Strunk, and what's uh, his name from Marcus Lattimore. Marcus Lattimore, yeah. And almost had all three. Think about that. Those three and two of them ended up finishing out at at least one college removed from where they started. Another one ended up with just a nasty knee injury. Zero of them are starting in the NFL. Right. 
Actually, I don't think any of them ever did take a start in the NFL. I don't think Marcus ever started a game for the 49ers or whatever. I can't remember if he did or not. Lake Seastrunk apparently got to Dallas and, like, did the Cowboys were like, this guy cannot learn plays. Yeah. He didn't make it out of training camp. Hmm. See, um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think, and I don't think Dyer is in, I think he might be in the league, but I'm not so. sure. No, I don't think so. You guys talk about our new running backs coach, and I'll tell you. I think our new running back coach hire is a great idea. I think hiring high-level guys who have coached in high school football at the best high school football program in America are one of the Air quotes, high school. It's a, look, it's an academy. (laughs) Um, I think it's a good idea. Don't forget he was the NFL Rookie of the Year. Yeah, it's true. Carnell Cadillac Williams. Mike Dyer is currently playing for the Texas Revolution. Okay. I don't know what league Champions indoor football. Okay. Oh, him and Jeremy Johnson might come up against each other. Champions of indoor football. Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, back to Carnell. Carnell was a uh, high school legend. He was. He very much so. He was. uh, He's the kind of guy we probably don't get in 2018. Not right now. I mean, we did get Carrion, who was the best running back in the state that year. Right? Yep. Um. And if they're Mr. Football, Auburn gets them. Yeah. <laughs> for better or for worse. Depends on what we do with them afterwards. Right. Um, not that carry on's a great example of that in a negative way. He was great for us. So. Right. Um, I, uh, you know, Carnell was in, in North Alabama, where he's from. Atala, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Atala, if, if that's what you want to say. It's <laughs> Etowah County. Okay. Um, Rainbow City, Atala. Um, he, it's the 59 a, corridor. It's a uh, little school that used to um, <coughs> recruit people from the surrounding area. There's a lot of. I'm not going to bore everybody with my uh, in depth. The uh, Northern Alabama High School football politic, politics, politics, especially Gaston, because Gaston was crazy. Because this is that's really the touchdown of where Etowah is. It's right outside Gaston. Um, Gaston used to have a bunch of different schools. Um, and then they all combined at one point, um, but Etowah's not one that combined. Anyway, it's out in the county. Yeah, it's Etowah County High School. It is in Atala, uh, as Ryan said. Um, anyway, up that way, it, the, the name Carnell was said in hushed tones. He was he was very revered, and and the stadiums that Etowah played in, um, especially his senior year, but somewhat his junior year as well, um, were were always full. Everybody wanted to see him play their team. Um, I was lucky enough to see him play a couple times, and buddy, he might—he's probably still to this day the best, uh, best high school player I ever saw play live. Um, I mean, he just—he just ran through people, offense and defense, right? Mm-hmm. Which is not what he did at Auburn, to right. be honest with you. Um, the, the running through people—he his his vision is what got him where he. To go, got in places at Auburn. Like he, he could see a hole. Yeah, he knew where their guys weren't going to be, and it was awesome. But uh, he was also the best high school safety I ever saw. Um, and sorry for the no, right there, right there in the mic. <laughs> it's part of um, the more. The uh, um, sorry, God, lost my train of thought. Well, uh, he, he was very good, and I and I always thought I thought man he could have he could have played safety for Auburn and. Then I'm probably gone to the NFL and been all pro safety. Like he, he was that good. I think you know, and I think hiring a guy who has that experience of being a, like he knows what it's like to be recruited hard. Yes, he, he knows what it's like to be courted by every. He was wined and yeah, dined. 
by everybody. I'm sure he went out to the coast. I'm sure SC wanted him. I'm sure Florida wanted him. He probably went everywhere. Well, he was a long-time Bama lean. Right. Um, long time. And I think, I want to say he was a Bama commit. And then decommitted from Bama and committed to Tennessee. And then decommitted from them right before signing day. I think, then, I think he and Ronnie Brown both decommitted from Tennessee. Okay. I want to say that's right. That we took both of them from Tennessee. From this would have been Jared, the beginning of the I was, yeah. for the Vols. Well, I was so aware. Of, I, I don't remember Ronnie um, recruitment just because I wasn't. I wasn't really in high school. I wasn't really following um, recruiting, but I was following Carnell because right. he was, you know, somewhat local guy, about thirty minutes from where I grew up. Um, so, so, what do we think about him as a coach? Because he's, he's well has not much experience. I mean, he, he said he was at IMG. He's at IMG Academy. He's, and, and that was, a, and that's a big deal. Those, that is a big deal in the high school ranks. That's as much of a college experience as you're going right. to get in high school. Yeah, and hadn't he just gotten hired at a college? No, he was actually going to be the running backs coach for the Birmingham Iron. Oh, that's the right, American, American football. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, and uh, they're supposed to start in two weeks. Oh, so yes. didn't somebody else got like? I think two different AAFL coaches several, have gotten sniped. Several. Uh, Freeze was supposed to be a coach for them. Is it Mike Shula, the head coach of the Birmingham team? Am I crazy? Uh, I don't think that's true. Spurrier's the coach of the Orlando team. That's right. Yeah. Um, there's so there's a handful like the, of guys, players. Is Michael Vick is Michael Vick's an offensive coordinator for Atlanta? Yeah. It's amazing. Wow. Uh, was, that Him being an offensive coordinator or even a quarterback's coach would be funny to me because it's like, Nothing he did. No, it doesn't translate. Explained. So that that's yeah. what I do wonder about Carnell. Is yeah. he, he was a natural. He's he's as natural guy as I've ever seen. And and I don't know how you can teach guys to to see to have a field vision like he had. I don't I right. don't think you can teach anybody to do that. Um, not, my other the other thing I thought of was like man he was known widely known as a very quiet guy, a guy that just didn't didn't talk much. And I know that was. 15, 16, 17 years ago now. So a lot can change in that time. He's played in the NFL now, and he's gone, obviously, coached other places now. So clearly. This is his first D1 job. Right. Even this is his gratis. Right, right. He didn't, this, he did not take a, uh, your typical route to college no. coaching. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what Gus, to me, I feel like what Gus Malzahn brings to Auburn is this, like, he doesn't care about the typical route because he didn't take a typical route. Right. So, like, I think I think he's going to be, for better or worse, Gus is not going to do what everybody else is doing. He's not going to go, right. all right, who was the GA? Okay, we're going to hire him to be, you know, the position coach. Who's position coach? We're going to hire him to be an offensive coordinator. He's not going to do that. Gus is going to go, who's the most talented guy? Let's get him, regardless of his experience right. level, which I think – has hurt him at times, and and but it also like I feel like I feel like personally that, that Cody Burns has panned out. I I mean, I, but then again, like how much can we? Because so so much running back is natural ability. Mm-hmm. You either have it or you don't. How much of what is going to happen on the field next year can we go? Carnell's a good coach. Carnell's a bad coach. That's what I don't know. If, I'm not. I don't know enough about football. And I've watched a lot of games to be able to tell you. Oh, like man, that's that's a poorly coached running back. It does seem yeah. like running back is is the position where you you just kind of have the talent or you don't. Yeah, and like wide receiver, in some ways, like you can teach him to run routes, but you can't teach him to catch. Right, but there's, you can teach him to run routes, but you can't really teach him to run after the catch. You know, there's there's technique you can 
teach to guys, and and there's, I mean, to a degree, I guess you can teach vision somewhat. You can teach a guy where to look and yeah, what, what to, to look, look for. for. Yeah, but I don't think you can teach what Carnell had, right? and um, I do wonder if maybe Tim Horton moving to an off the field position might just continue to help coaching quarterbacks and Carnell's right. really there to learn. Yeah. To be, you know, a Division One coach and to be a recruiter. One kind of theory that I had heard was that he was, uh, Tim Horton was taking over Patrick Suttis's, is mm. that how you pronounce his name? I think, I don't know. Okay. Well, essentially the, uh, the vision of Auburn athletics, for Auburn football at least, um, for the recruiting landscape and things like that. Uh, you know, he went to Georgia Tech mm-hmm. uh, this offseason. That that, that's a big loss. Yeah. So maybe that's Gus is, is wanting him to take on that role. Could be. I don't know that for a fact, but. Well, I, there is a notable uh, hole in our running back recruiting from the last four years, basically. Right. Um, it, you know, it seemed, on the surface, it's like, well, we just had carry on. Like, it doesn't recruiting's not that bad. But then our starting running backs this year were a um, – a transfer that did not have a good year, um, and a three-star from up the road. That like, well, you nothing. know, he should have been a senior this year. Carry on, and Javon Robinson, Rock Thomas, Rock Thomas, Rock Thomas. Uh, Rock Thomas was a five-star recruit, right? Yeah, and also Cam Petway. Yeah, would, would have been, been a senior this those year. Those five guys. You would have had Cam Petway, Rock but Thomas, and, and there's no other team in yeah. in this league that is at a level that we want to be at that would be like, oh, well, we'll just wait till these guys graduate, right? And then we'll yeah. recruit some more. Or they are all bringing in the top running backs every year. Well, and also like I think, and this is I'm gonna go. We're getting some Georgia NBA running back. I'll be honest. I think to some extent, really? there's a little bit of the Asa Martin. Disaster has been made. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people think that Tim Horton might have had something to do with that, and it's, that could have been like, "Hey, man, possible. you don't even know who's playing. Yeah. You're gonna have you sit over here now." Which I don't. It's not really fair to Tim Horton. It's not really fair to anybody. But really, Gus is kind of the only one who can say that that's his deal, right? But that's a huge mistake, huge misunderstanding, right. and also like a mistake, poorly handled, poorly handled, him. and but also like. He was a four-star recruit. Like, yeah. Asa Martin was a big recruit. And we just lost him. Yeah. Too. So, uh, over that, over the fact that just the, the handling of the yeah. situation is really what it seemed to have come down to. That. But there is that hole. So, like, last year we signed Asa Martin, who was a top mm-hmm. recruit. Mm-hmm. Sean Shivers was a fairly high-rated recruit. Uh, but then it's that the guys who are supposed to be sophomores and juniors. Right. Like, where are there's those a, two a gap years? In there. Like, um, like, I don't think Jartarvius Whitlow was recruited to start. He was kind of, oh, hey, maybe this guy, we hope we hit on this. Right. But I don't think it was like, all right, we got our guy. Let's shut down running back. He was recruiting. more like when we signed Jonathan Wallace at court. Right. Uh, a guy. We missed on a couple guys on signing day. And, a, okay, we've got room for you now. We a got guy, a local guy. Speaking of, well, we'll get to Jonathan in a, later in the episode. Um, we will? We get, yeah, we will. Okay. Uh, anyway. Seems like a uh, foreshadowing yeah. for champs of the week. Um, Man alive. The, uh, the yeah, I, I just it was just a kind of last, maybe not last second, but uh, like Ryan said, we missed on some guys. We'll bring this guy in. He's good. Yeah, and he's 
playing. He played at a high level this year. Um, I think Boo Whitlow's a really good player. Yeah. So um, there are people who think that he's not an SEC back, and the, and the people who are like, we we don't have a guy who can play three downs. Neither well, was on Terry McCaleb. Yeah, and like we haven't really had a three down back in a while, and Gus no. doesn't really want one. Like. Well, we can't also complain that Gus plays guys too much, right? And complain that we want a three down yeah, running back, right? Right. You can't do both, right? Exactly. I want I want everything all the time, exactly how I want Look, it. If if those guys play as well as they did against uh, Purdue this next season, uh, we're gonna be. We should play Purdue every, every game. Week. I think we should transfer to the Big Ten. <laughs> oh, we would destroy. <laughs> yeah, just like you kidding me. We would be Ohio State. You know that without Ohio State. The Big Ten has not won an outright national championship in 60 years. I'd like to take this opportunity to give Michigan State a shout-out, though, for giving us the opportunity to play in the 2013 national championship game. We always have a soft yeah. spot for 40. <laughs> yeah. So, thank I have you, a friend Mike. who's an Ohio State fan, and every Friday on our group friend Slack, we have a Big Ten versus the SEC. Mm-hmm. And he always brings up like these... Massive year windows for the big. Hey, Joe, the Big Ten has the most NFL Hall of Famers, and I'm like, yeah, Army used to be good too, man. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you you only care about from 2000 to now. I go, yeah, because the internet matters. Well, and because the game has changed, like right, and because TV, national TV, made people realize you can go to school somewhere where it's warm. Yeah, Yeah. play football there too, and now all of a sudden, the warm schools are good. That's why Nebraska stinks now. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to go to Nobody, wants, Nobody to to Nebraska. wants to go to, where is that, Omaha? Lincoln. Lincoln, that's Lincoln right. Nebraska, home of the Corn Horse. I've been to Lincoln, Nebraska. Hmm. Seen a game there. I saw a national champion, Nebraska, shared with Michigan, play oh. against Baylor. They clapped when Baylor, they team the standing ovation when Baylor crossed the 50-yard line for the first time in the second half. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was a standing ovation. Yeah. I was there in my Baylor shirt. It's rough times. Yep. Guys, this is, this, stuff. this is why you can't get Crow down with the bad uh, or mediocre Auburn football No, season. I have seen some <laughs> stuff, friends. You've seen I, the bad in Baylor and the mediocre in Everton. Mm. I gave up on Everton because I don't have to. I don't have any relationships <laughs> with Everton. I was born into Baylor. I, didn't have to, I, I had to do that. All right. Let's talk. Speaking of mediocre and poor performances, oh, not, let's go over last week's heinous results by Auburn basketball. Mm, well, Auburn lost at South Carolina, a place where we haven't won in forever. A place where the last time we went there, Anthony McLemore almost died. It's ridiculous that we haven't won there in forever because they haven't been that good. No, they just beat us there. There was that magic year that made the Final Four. Yeah. Other than that, yeah. Yeah, last week we lost 80-77 to 77 to South Carolina. I'm surprised Anthony McLemore didn't go off to be one, because that was the place where he got hurt. Um, mm. So you would think, okay, one year later, I'm back on this court. I'm feeling myself. I had a couple of good – I was really good a couple of games ago. Instead, he was really, really bad. Oh, yeah. And he was really bad all week. And he was really bad the week – the game before, like – he has. He's had three straight games where he has been really, really poor. He just looks lost. Um, and like we said, we thought we we were thinking last week that maybe he had it figured out. And Mac was back. Yeah, I and tweeted Anthony Macklemore during one of the games. Not the case. He was not Macklemore. Yeah. So this, this is the game where he fouled out and 
only 18 minutes as a starter. When you when you lose your starting five, your your Austin Wiley, yeah. you can't then go in and foul out in 18 minutes. Those aren't no, quite. You don't have any depth there. I Those aren't quite Malik Dunbar foul numbers, no. but they're close. I read a really interesting article last week, actually, this past week, about this guy makes a really good case to eliminate the foul out. Because he thinks the foul out is too much of a punishment for one player uh, and for a team for a simple foul. And he said it, it really is, it puts the, the foul out puts a huge emphasis on officiating in a sport where the officials are horrible, college basketball. Mm-hmm. So instead, he called for eliminating the foul out, but instead after that player makes five fouls, after each foul, the opposing coach can choose who shoots the free throws. I was going to – that's not bad. It's was, not bad. I was going to suggest that uh, shooting fouls don't count as fouls uh, against the person. Like if, if the team gets to shoot two. Oh, okay. Then the person that fouled doesn't – Doesn't get a doesn't personal get, foul. Yeah, yeah, doesn't get charged with the foul. I think team's foul – yeah, it counts as a team foul, but not as a personal foul. Then, I then, then you start having people argue over, oh, that wasn't a shooting foul because they want the guy to foul out. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like what he's saying is like the idea that – you can then strategize to get a guy disqualified. Yeah. The whole point of the sport is to decide which team is better. Right. Not try to foul somebody team, out. Not see which team can be have the most it's, guys left. It's clear that both, actually more than these two, but the, these two games specifically, they were attempting to Just foul out Anthony Macklin and Horseman. Yeah. And so. and they were allowing them to do it. Yeah. Because but now the first half of that game, um, fouls weren't we were getting away with a little more they weren't yeah and then the second half we didn't get away with anything mississippi state game the same way the first half of the mississippi State game was called yeah it was called very much in auburn's favor yeah and i I, second half auburn fans complain about the rest like the rest were if i was a mississippi state fan they were i'd be so mad so i I think i think they were they called the game in a way that was favorable to Auburn in the first half. In the second half, they they didn't. They like yeah. It was. But we got one half. Yeah. We could have been down by a billion. Yeah. <laughs> but because of the fact that we made every free throw and yeah. got all those Thank calls. God. Thank God. So they, the referees in college basketball do this funny thing. Bruce Pearl talks about it. They actually, it actually has a name, but I can't remember the name of it. Oh, that's something to do with the number. It's called some number ratio. Basically, what it comes down to is you can almost get away with murder under the basket compared to what they will call around the yeah, point line. Yeah. So like Jared Harper will get a foul call. The same amount of contact under the basket mm-hmm. against Jared will not be a foul. It's and you saw Javon McCormick, that happened to him a number of times against yeah. State, where he was getting obliterated and no foul. Similar but if thing, the same thing happened to him at the half court line, it's a foul every time. Similar thing happens in soccer. Um, yeah. For anybody that watches that. Um like a thing that the, they might even stop play for is a foul outside the box. Sometimes isn't a foul in the box, but then sometimes <laughs> something that would be let go that happens in the box is is a like yeah. you're shooting. You're, well, you're and that's why, and this is what what upsets me about that is that what that's led to in soccer mm-hmm. are guys like Mo Salah, who's a great player, mm-hmm. but he will act as if gravity. Oh yeah, as, yeah. he'll act as if his bones are made of lead yeah. Yeah. when he gets hit in the box. In basketball, the exact same thing is going to happen. If they continue to call the games this way, the only recourse is for offensive players to flail in the air 
uh, like they've been shot by a sniper when someone touches them yeah. in the basket. Yeah. That's the only way that, and that's what's going to happen. You're going to see guys flop. And the reason guys are flopping is not because they want to be wusses. It's because the refs aren't seeing the slight contact. So you I just exaggerate it. I think it's the same thing. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know that we meant to get off on officials here, but uh, th- it's the same thing that happens in, in football is the game's just too fast for the right. officials. It's just too fast for them. They can't, they can't see everything. Um, like the foul that got called uh, in that Mississippi State game where none of our players were even close to the guy and they right. called the foul. It's like – but then uh, there was another play where one of our guys just got uh, annihilated right in front of the referee and he just didn't see it. It's not yeah. that he was like not wanting to call a foul. He just didn't see it because the game is too fast for them. They don't know what's happening. And I don't know how you solve that. Well, I think, I think there's two things – that I would suggest, and this is not me. We didn't lose that game because the referees. We we played really bad. I'm not the Auburn fan who blames the refs on stuff. That's just not me. College basketball has a referee problem. Yeah, and I think most basketball fans think that. And one easy solution is adding another ref, another official. Yeah, that, four, that, a fourth that, official. That's what I've, I've suggested before. Even if you just let the fourth official, who's already there, who's sitting in half court, dealing with the possession arrow. If you just let that guy be able to watch the game on a TV screen yeah. and overrule the guys on the court, yeah. that you that know, would solve for a lot of problems. You know, there is something, to be, and I think there's actually a rule in football where the referees are like can't like talk to each other over any sort of devices. Like if they want to talk, they have to get yeah. close to each other. But in and I know we I, we keep bringing up soccer all the time, but in soccer. All the officials are in constant communication the entire game. Right. Um, you've got linesmen on each end of the pitch, right? There's yeah. two linesmen, and then there's your referee, and then your fourth official fourth stands official. At, at the halfway line um, on the side. And I, I think even that sort of thing, like where the officials could be in constant contact with each other, like over some sort of thing, could help out right. as well. But they talk. I mean, they, they huddle. Right. The but, problem is you see when they huddle, the fans get involved. Yeah, you, yeah. But oh, I, fans have a huge effect yeah. on officials. And, and basketball is the worst of any sport because it's so so you're so close to the officials, yeah. uh, and the officials don't want to get yelled at any more than anybody else does. What you see is you see you'll see you won't see referees call uh, traveling and those kind of violations better for the home team, but you will see fouls. Yeah. Like you'll you'll see a home team advantage in fouls. Well, the the most obvious thing that anybody can watch for is if you have a at any point in a game you get to a point where you have a severe disparity in fouls given from one team to another, you will see fouls being stop being called on the team that has had a bunch called on them. No matter yeah. what they do, almost they have to about to kill somebody, and then the other team will get called for the ticky tackiest stuff in the world, and and that. That doesn't seem right. Either. No, it's not right. Yeah, even isn't fair. No, yeah, like e- e- trying to even up the fouls is stupid. I, you know, it's nice when you're the team that was needs to have it evened up. Although they tend to not call shooting fouls, so you're it's not it doesn't even matter. Like the other team might. This happened in a game recently where the other team got to shoot a billion free throws and we didn't get to shoot any. And the fouls are not that there wasn't a huge disparity. Fouls. Shooting fouls versus not. Yeah. So we we shot really well against State. So the first mm-hmm. game, yeah. the South Carolina game, we did not shoot no. well. Yeah, no, we shot twenty eight percent from three. That's yeah. like one of our worst games of the year. And we turned around and shot fifty two against <laughs> State. We would, we would be remiss if we did not talk about Chris Silva 
No, Chris Silver destroyed us. This, speaking of fouling out, this guy should have fouled out ten seconds into the game, but he didn't. It, he he plays like Horace, but better. But in the sense that he still gets a lot of fouls. There's nothing. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, do not. Like, I like Horace for this, but yeah, no. They both are my, tall. My point is, he's way tall. He is all over the place. He's fouling everybody, yeah. but he can score. And they didn't call fouls on him. Yeah. He 32 and 14 with four blocks and went 11 for 12. You had to think that. Like, if Horace creates himself in a video game. And yeah, that's not a stats. This is the player that he is. You have to think. You had to think going into that game um, that it didn't didn't occur to me, and now like it seems plain as day to me that after having only played like four minutes and having fouled out in two games yeah. prior to that, that the refs were going to take it a little easy on him. I mean, I I would just suspect that they had a had a mandate to take it a little easy on him. And then he didn't miss a shot. And then he didn't miss a shot. Yeah, he was like, so, was it like 13 he, or 14 for eleven for twelve, eleven to twelve from the field, and like perfect on free throws. Right. I mean, yeah. he. Yeah, how many, how many and ones did that guy have too? It's crazy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and then against State, it was Jared Harper, fifteen points, seven assists. Chuma Shiki had a great game. Oh, Chuma and Bryce played really well. Chuma, actually, both of these games, Chuma was probably the best player on, on Brown. Bra- Bryce Brown, and this, we're talking about this for a little bit, because, and then I'm really done talking about this week, because it's really, it really sucked. Like, yeah, it did. The defense was really bad. The, the defense, defense which was, was killing Which was me. Auburn's, like, calling card. At it's one Bruce's point. calling card. And he, he, we just looked completely lost. Both when we went to zone, it was horrible. We went to man, it was horrible. There was no fixing it at all. It, it just... Well, I want and you Bruce to was doing your thought. Bruce was doing the exact same thing that a coach should do. Like right. he was changing the defense up, right? Change personnel up, and there was nothing working <laughs> defensively. Um, that's Ryan just coughing. Right? That's okay. Apologies. I'm the only professional broadcaster. At least he turned right away here. from the microphone. Um, <laughs> I can go into it. Bryce Brown has played himself into a professional contract in the, yeah. in the United States. Bryce Brown, before the year, if you would have told me was going to go to the NBA at any level, I would have been like, oh, maybe he gets a G League look. Now, I think Bryce Brown is going to be a summer league invite, and I think Bryce Brown finds himself on an NBA roster just because this, like, he is he is carrying this Auburn team mm-hmm. through these games. That Kentucky game, he carried Auburn. Well, In these last two games, he's carried Auburn offensively, and he plays. He's the only guy that I feel like is not – Clueless on the defensive end as yeah. well. Well, he's uh, his strength has always been his defense, his own, especially his own ball and defending. Yeah, um, and he actually, I don't know if stats back this up. I don't feel like he's been quite as good at that this year, but he's stepped up his uh, his offensive game. He's not just shooting yeah. threes. He hasn't had that many games. He's where he driving. Uses a, a yeah, ghost. He's driving. Up fifteen threes. Yeah, creating his own shots. Like he's he's playing complete basketball. He's playing complete basketball. And I think, or I hope that Chuma sees that because Chuma has that skill set and is taller. Yeah, like Chuma Okiki has the skill set to be that type of just dominant scoring machine. Uh, and I mean, sixteen, he had sixty points, and he looked like a really good player yeah, against State. He did. Auburn needs. They talked. Damian Fishback talked about this all the time in the game. Auburn's got to have a third score. Yep. Because Jared Harper's going to have games 
Like this game, he had 16, but he really didn't look like he didn't take an, a, a field goal. I don't think. I mean, until like two minutes left in the first offense yeah. was n- this game. This is a bad example because offense was not our problem in this game. Well, it was, it was strange. We scored what 87 points. We shot 84? extremely well. I shot about as well as they have all season. Yeah, but 19 turnovers. Yeah, turnovers limits your chances. Awful. If you've got another guy, we, we scored 84 points and had 19 turnovers. Yeah, yeah. good gracious. But if Chuma had gotten to 20 points this game, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if you get a 20-point score out of Chuma, or who, I don't know who else, Malik. Like, or like it's not going to be Malik's like, almost uh, out. Yeah. Like a couple points from your fives? Yeah. If, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I can't even talk about the fives. I'll get mad. I actually got to the point where I was just like, <laughs> yeah, didn't like pretty Macklemore. <laughs> All right. Upcoming, we've got... Oh, I, I did want to touch yeah. on one more thing before we jumped off that, is uh, I listened... Pretty much every game, I listen to the post game, um, even when we lose. And this is—I'm telling you guys, this is the most dejected I'd ever heard Bruce sound. Um, there's been a couple other times he's been kind of dejected, cause, and he was disappointed. Um, but like this time, it, it worried me a bit because Bruce sounds like he does not know how to fix this. Right. Um, and it. it it reminded me of this when you were talking about how he he switched everything up in the game and just he's doing he good yeah and and he, he basically said he's just gonna have to switch switch up the scheme and and start all over start from scratch which is not really where you want to be mid season um that doesn't mean things are over that doesn't mean we're in a really bad hole we could go on a big run here we could win yeah. ten games in a row who knows um but it, it's it's a work in progress and I and I. I don't know if we're this. I should have looked ahead in the show notes. I don't know if we're going to talk about people that are hitting the panic button right now. But um, I mean, this is if we make the tournament this year, no matter how many games we lose, it's a huge step forward for our program. If we make the tournament this year, it's one of the six best years in the history of the program. It, 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 consecutive just making consecutive tournaments yeah. for the first time in nearly 20 years is uh, like a giant leap. Forward. I don't know. There's people are going to be like, well, that's just you guys are. You guys are okay with mediocrity. Well, no, we, I, we know a little bit more basketball than anybody that's I know a little bit more mediocrity than those guys. <laughs> yeah. Making the tournament two years in a row is not mediocre. No. If Auburn made the NIT this year, I know. <laughs> it's a big deal. Guys, that's last, two postseason tournaments in a row. Last year, was was we were – I always felt like last year we were a year ahead of schedule the whole time. Yeah, oh. flip last year and this year, and no one has any problems. Oh yeah. gosh, no. So yeah. it, it does. It mirrors in a way. It feels a little bit like we got a tw- signee from twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen. <laughs> yes, man, <laughs> that would be that'd be great. <laughs> oh, Transfer in from St. John's, Mustafa Heron, man alive. Got a guy that uh, couldn't stay out of trouble at Murray State or no? Where is he? Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky, and he. Uh, Let me tell you, we miss Mustafa Heron oh. more than we thought we were going, and I was the yeah. first one. The easy 15? This summer, who thought, oh, we don't, you know what? We got guys. Chumo Kiki. So I just thought Chumo was. Here. I heard we have Chumo Kiki. Yeah. We got Austin Wiley coming back. No. And I think we all expected Dangelo to just start playing as soon as he was Guaranteed 15 and 6, which is what Mustafa was at Auburn. 15.6 rebounds. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Six. Most of them was defensive really, rebounds. He was a defensive rebounding mastermind at the guard. That was insane. And, and to have him right now... A lot of our problems are over, man. I mean, I, the guys that got all of our rebounds left. Who's all of our rebounds? M- Mustafa Heron. That was and, a joke yeah, about yeah, all of our rebounds. Yeah, all of our rebounds. 
That's uh, <laughs> good. Oh, no, good. Write that one down for yeah. your next stint at the Ugh. Stardome in Birmingham. We got Mizzou coming up, yeah. Chief. They're yeah. 89th in Ken Palm. Ryan, what are, how is Auburn against teams that are top 100 in Ken Palm this year? <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Not no. good, crew. Not, Not good. good. 89th, they're... Isn't they are slow? 317th in adjusted tempo. That is not good. Yeah, so be slow. Well, it's it's, it's a, not good for a us. Strange no, strategy that I, I feel like you don't see too often. Normally, if you're a slow tempo team, you probably got big guys, probably pounding in the paint. Right. No, this team just jacks up threes. So they go they slow take their and shoot threes. Yeah, they're they're one of the best three point shooting teams in the country. They got they're they're leading guard that, that shoots threes. Sense. He shoots six threes a game on average. And he's shooting 48%. Hmm. It doesn't make any sense. I'll tell you why it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what happens when you shoot three and you miss it? Uh, then you either have to get a rebound. What kind of rebound? An offensive rebound. But it's usually long. Yeah, it's usually yeah, long. yeah. What yeah, yeah. Okay. Miss. Sorry. So long, I, don't, I don't do well with yeah, quizzes. So a long <laughs> rebound usually leads to fast breaks. Right. Which means if you're a slow team. Yeah, you're screwed. You're turning around. We into, talked about this last week. Like you're all of a sudden a fast team. Yeah. But that's why you kind of you want your three point shooting teams to be fast. But yeah, I guess if you just make them all, <laughs> yeah, you don't worry about being a fast team. Which every other team we've played recently is any indicator they surely will make a lot. And because college basketball is in a time machine, there's a thirty second shot clock, <laughs> so they can uh, they can waste all the time they want. I guess. Oh man, you know, I hate going back to this, but there's. At one point where we ran the shot clock all the way down and just hit a dagger three, and I said, oh, that I was in the midst of tweeting, that's the kind of three that's a dagger that, like, I thought we were done, I thought we were going to win at that point. Yeah. And then they just ran back back down the court and hit a quick three, and then it was didn't matter anymore, <sighs> and I canceled my tweet out. And, anyway, back you, to Missouri. You know what? This is, this is, Ryan, to get back to soccer for the 90th time this podcast. <laughs> we always are looking at who's the Auburn of uh-huh. blank. Mm-hmm. This past week was a very Spursy week. Oh probably. man, yeah. very Spursy. Yeah. Auburn is a very Tottenham Hotspurs team. We got, we felt like we were back in the saddle, and, and then you just <laughs> Clemson lose to yeah Clemsoning. Clemsoning and and Spursy are very similar. Yeah, yeah. Well, Clemsoning's any indication will be one of the best programs in the country in about five more years. Oh, I can't wait. Let's hope. So I think Mizzou, you've got a guy. They're a guard with a higher true shooting percentage than anybody on Auburn's team. What true shooting percentage does it? It, um, it basically is it's your free throw, three point, and two point, mm-hmm. and it kind of weights three pointers more because they cut they they're worth more. Yeah, right. Um, I assume free throws are weighted low. a little bit less, but they're still in there. And so his his TSP is uh, sixty three point four. That's really high. Good gracious. Yeah, so he's he's a really good shooter. He's the guy that's shooting forty eight percent from three. He's only averaging twelve point six because points they per play game. so slow. That's bonkers. Yeah, I don't. I'm curious to see. I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched I him see play. It. If you've got a guy who shoots that way, why maybe, maybe shoot just, him as much as you can? But maybe he's just good at picking his shots. Yeah, I'd be like, jack that bad boy up. If you're shooting sixty three percent, you know, I, I feel like Jared Harper is pretty good at choosing his shots. If they're from the logo, they're going in. Yeah. He's actually, I think at this point, he's shooting. I think he actually has a higher percentage the further out he is oh, yeah, from the basket. Probably. Uh, and then we play Alabama, the Crimson Tide, 12 mm. and 7 Crimson mm. Tide. Well. 49th in Ken Palm with a win over Kentucky. What's Auburn, Ken Palm? 16. Okay. We went up. This, after, so this is like. We went up after losing. Mirroring the, it's almost mirroring the football team that was 
just couldn't get the results on the field, but somehow advanced to add state. Like, yeah, top 20, whatever. <laughs> uh, we did follow the top 25 in the AP, the human voters. Dante like Hall. I, you, there's I nobody swear. I hate more than that guy. Yeah, and I think he might have been there for like 16 years. I, yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure he was there when we were in school. Dante Hall, or at least the guy who looked in... Played exactly <laughs> like him was there. It's kind of hunched over. They got a guy. Looks awkward running. I just I can't stand him. But he's he's their per leader. I'm not surprising. He's a good player. Yeah, I mean he's yeah he's, he's basically averaging very close to a double double a game. That'll happen nine in your 16th year in the league. Yeah. But Ryan has on our show notes that they're a very average statistical team. Yeah, normally I like pulling like oh they're really good in this stat or they're like 300th in this stat. Mm-hmm. Alabama's like, oh, hundreds in every stat. Yeah. Hmm. Just kind of in the middle. And I haven't watched the play much. So. Very uh, Avery Johnson. Very Avery Johnson. You know <laughs> what they're probably going to do? Blow a huge lead. <laughs> there you go. What they're probably going to do is the first round of the be playoffs. more talented than most teams and underperform. That's yeah. A, that's an Avery Johnson team <laughs> to a team. <laughs> and also an Alabama basketball team to a team. They, I mean, they had the freaking top 10 draft pick last year at guard and didn't make it out of the second round of the NCAA tournament. That's a joke. He also got raked. By Pat Kine? Yeah. Yeah. Raked. Oh, that's what I said. Raked. I said it with a K. Uh, Everyone thought that someone said face... Face raked. Yes. Face raked. Yes, that's what the guy said. I'm fairly certain. Although Ooh, I forget what game that was. I don't know. It was one of the games. It was an Auburn game a couple weeks ago. But everyone on Twitter freaked out thinking he said the other face one. Face raked. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Did he just say that?" That's got to be a foul. That's got to be a flagrant well, too. Yeah, yeah. No, but he didn't right. mean to spike it. <laughs> All right, let's go, chips. Let's go take a quick commercial break, Jack. Pay some bills. Is it really football without a tailgate party? I don't think so. Hi, I'm Scott Armstrong of Champs Chicken and Beeline Foods. Let us do the cooking for your game day get together. Delicious Champs Chicken is always a crowd pleaser. And with Beeline Foods, great selection of tasty snacks and ice-cold drinks, including our awesome craft beer selection, we're your one-stop tailgating shop. Champs Chicken and Beeline Foods. Fuel up, eat, drink, and think like a champ. Opelika Road, next to Auburn Furniture. All right, we're back. Uh, that was a wonderful message from the good, old, good folks over at Champs Chicken and Beeline Foods. We talk about it all the time. That's the best chicken tenders in Alabama. The big ones. And they're huge. Hefty. Chicken forearms. Chicken forearms. Uh, they say another ad. They don't sponsor us, but I just got a shout out. Calidad, Calidad, which is quality in Spanish. Mm. Tortilla chips. Uh-huh. You can get them at Kroger for like a dollar. But they are the best tortilla chips on earth. We go through about a bag a week. They don't sponsor me, but if you want to sponsor me, Calidad, I need it because I'm losing all my money on tortilla I'm chips. I'm a fan of their restaurant style. Sam's Choice. That's a good, that's a good one. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Oh, Sam. Sam's choice. So, champs and chumps? Champs and chumps. Champs of the do, week. Do we dare talk about a certain team on campus that's playing well right now? Well, no. I, I don't. I, I don't no. Know. I won't talk about them. There is a team I that will. plays in Auburn Arena. They it's have done the some good handball. things. They have done some good things. They've beaten some top 10 teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We're just going to leave it at that. Props to them. Keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They are. Keep on keeping on. I am doing cartwheels. I'm so excited. <laughs> that's your hint. I'm flipping out. <laughs> All right, so they are, and they're four and up. Yeah. Anybody with a, I'm balanced. Oh, me, <laughs> awaiting to see what happens. You know, they're, they're the rest of the season. Their uh, meats are not free. That's how many yeah. people they people are. One dollar. 
go into their meat so much that they have to charge admission. Unless that you're shorter than their coach. That's right. right. That used to be a promotion. I, still I think I believe it is. Is he not very tall or is she not very tall? He. He. Jeff Graber. Okay. I don't know oh, anything about this team. I don't know. I don't know. What? I don't know about this team. What's that? I don't, I don't know. Anyway. This um, is a soccer podcast, so I don't really know. Um, yeah, so we got anybody yeah. with the Patrick Nix vintage yeah. Auburn yeah. number yeah. 10 jersey. So, so we found yeah. out the, the, the early enrollees, what their numbers were going to be. Yeah, those, those uh, Patrick Nix. Bo Nix is wearing his dad's number. Yeah. So Bo Nix is wearing that. So if you have Reagan old... Popo is you got an old 10, you're a... Popo? Popo. I don't know. I have nerd here. Devin Barrett also wears 10. What's going to happen to Devin Barrett? Apparently not anymore. Okay. Cornerback Devin Barrett now. Man, I've missed Devin Barrett playing running back. Another four-star running back. We might could have used Devin Barrett at running back. Maybe that's where they all went. Possibly. We moved him to corner last year. Move him to corner or... Safety or whatever. Yeah, so you've still got your, your number oh, 10 I still got some jersey. Jams. Yeah. Good right. luck. Still got some champs. Oh, sorry. Jonathan Wallace. Okay. Former Auburn quarterback. Former Auburn quarterback and great. The one guy that everyone said didn't, didn't give, give up. Didn't give up, yeah. Him, him and Trey Mason. People no. didn't give up on that. <laughs> first so of all. No one gave up. They all uh, wanted to go pro. <laughs> you don't give up. That's on tape. <laughs> um, he was named the offensive coordinator for the uh, um, Bethel. Yeah. Bethel University. Uh, University, where uh, Brett Dearman had been the head coach and is now... He, He's an offensive assistant with Houston, I believe? Yes, maybe. Yeah. Some one of those teams. But anyway, the, he's moved up into the offense coordinator position. I am guessing their offense coordinator is now their head coach. Yes, that's the case. And so Jonathan Wallace is now yes. OC and waiting at Auburn. Yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah. That's that Gus Malzahn. That's a big. Agree. That's a big. Uh, did you know that Bethel is a Hebrew word that means city of God? Yeah, did yeah. did <laughs> actually. There's your Hebrew lesson of the week. Um, and uh, the other one is uh, I watched the Royal Rumble last night, and uh, one, and there goes Lydia <laughs> <laughs> talking wrestling. And, uh, <laughs> I wish that when anytime anybody brings up wrestling, Jack would just put like some glass breaking, or uh, or just have bum, bum, Jr. Bum. and the King. Oh my God! Um, the Undertaker bells. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just start playing American Badass by Kid Rock. Yes. Talking about. Um, bum, bum, yeah, bum, Becky bum, Lynch bum, won the Women's bum, Royal Rumble as a surprise entrant nice. last night. So I didn't watch it because I haven't watched wrestling since Stone Cold retired. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I just found myself watching it just on a whim last night. And it was pretty, pretty good. If you want to make Son of Crow three sixteen shirts and sell them, <laughs> I'd be happy to do it. But anyway, um, uh, that, those were my champs of the week. I know Josh Dev would wear a Son of Crow 360. I'm sure he would. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chumps of the Week. Let, let me read oh. this one because I don't really know what it means. Oh, I can I can read it. Uh, so it, it's a soccer thing. Yeah. I think it's better. Uh, yeah, it's from James Jones. So yeah, so in our group chat, James said his Chump of the Week was me and Chief for believing Everton wouldn't get screwed being in one <laughs> FA Cup match without VAR. Yeah. So what, what does that mean? VAR is video assistant referee. It's instant replay. Mm-hmm. And they, reality, like they got like the iPhone yeah, on their yeah, face. Right, I wish. Right and for some reason, the FA, the Football Association in England, isn't putting instant replay in all of the games. All the FA so Cup is this games. Like, the FA is Cup. It's like us complaining about pylon cams only being in the good games. Yeah, yes, right, yes. right. It's uh, the FA Cup is a um, um, tournament of that, all the teams from the tenth division yeah. of fo- pro football to the first, and tenth isn't even pro. So it's like a bunch of like it can, yeah. you could so be, Bethel gets to play Alabama. Yes, more or less. Um, and if they win, if they win enough games, they could play Alabama. So Everton were playing a team that is nineteenth in the second Millwall. Nineteenth. They are known for being hooligans. They're, They're hooliganism 19th in, in League Two. 
So that would be like playing, like Auburn was playing the last place team in the Sun Belt. So uh, Everton took the lead 2-1 against this team, and then less than a minute later, they earned a free kick outside our box and um, scored <laughs> from a blatant, blatant handball. Like, dude, dude whacked it in with his arm. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> dude whacked it, whacked the ball in with his arm. Like, yeah. like, which almost hand, rules almost, hand, yeah, almost hand of God style, which yeah. is a famous handball. Um, Maradona, right? Maradona. Uh, and um, for whatever reason, this game did not have video assistant referee in it. They couldn't replay it. They don't do that in the league games, but the FA Cup said, oh, we're going to have it in FA Cup games. But except for this one. Only going to have it in a this few game. of them. <laughs> and definitely not the one Everton's playing in. So then, Could you imagine in the United States, who has the U.S. has a very high get it right, you yeah, technology, yeah, right, right, right. blah, 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 blah. Saying, no, 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 we don't want it. We don't want VAR. People would be burning cars. I mean, even baseball has video review yes. at this point. No, I mean, I like baseball guys, but it took too long. Um, but anyway, so then they went on to lose the, the game because they gave away another free kick right outside the box. And I, just, I don't want to miss, miss this joke. When baseball goes away, <laughs> and when I write my book about baseball, it will be titled Baseball Colon. It took too long. <laughs> uh, but uh, then they scored again, and Everton lost 3 uh, 2 and are out of the FA Cup and essentially season over. So that was the only chance to win any sort of trophy this year. Uh, the only, only thing left to play for is to try to finish in seventh, maybe, and make seventh. Europe next year. Ryan. Everton's the most seventh place team in the they, world. They are, actually. They're actually sixth place in terms of revenue, yet nowhere near. And sixth they're actually in terms of did they give their coach a fifty million dollar buyout? They're actually the third, third, third most successful team in in England. Like they've won the third most amount of trophies, but they haven't won any trophy, let alone a league, in twenty through. It'll be twenty four years this year. Just like the English, Texas football. The University of Texas football has a better chance. Of winning the Super Bowl next week, then Everton actually Everton last won their uh, their uh, when's your birthday? Nineteen ninety five. Yeah. What, what uh, March eighteenth? Okay, so you were you were actually born the last time they won a trophy, but barely. <laughs> um, yeah. So Everton, I no longer am an Everton fan because they just they do nothing but rob so my you soul. Heard it here first. He tells you his Venmo every episode. Crow is for sale. Crow <laughs> for sale to Manchester City. <laughs> Uh, anyone who tweeted who tweeted Fire Pearl yeah. Chump of the Week yeah yeah yes Chump of the Week <laughs> is anybody who acts like A we shoot too many threes no we don't B we need to fire Bruce Pearl no we don't no. let me tell you what happens if we fire Bruce Pearl we become a terrible basketball program again we'd become Auburn again yeah and, like, and, and we'll never never return no <laughs> never. no one's gonna come here <laughs> they fired the one guy who got a any relevance yeah he won't come here. No, he wouldn't. We'd have to hire Frankie Sullivan back. We the only be, guy we would wouldn't be able back. to bankroll his recruiting right. efforts. But anyway, yeah, well. so Bruce Pearl, we are not going to fire him. Bruce Pearl has a lifetime contract, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, oh, he should. He yeah, should. I don't care if he kills man. Yeah, lifetime contract, as far as I'm concerned. Put his concerned. name on the arena. Let, let him coach from video in prison. Yeah, he's Starka. Number three, Chuck Person's there too. If you say <laughs> if the people who watch the games and think that 
that Auburn is doing some that just is out being out coached. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, nobody is out coaching Bruce Pearl. No. Look at that man. He is drenched in sweat by the end of the game. He's trying his absolute hardest. Sometimes you just don't have yeah. what it takes that game. Yep. These are not. This is not a team of five star recruits. Oh, this no. is not Kentucky. We're not ro- trotting out North Carolina's roster and guys, or Duke's if you, roster. If you look at what we're bringing in, we're bringing in probably the best class we've ever had. Uh, but this upcoming it's still, team is going to be fours and fives. But it's still not like we're not bringing in. No, it's not a bunch of one and duns. Yeah, we're not bringing in big dudes. We're bringing in guys that probably think they're going to be one and duns, but probably yeah. are almost definitely not one. And then they transferred to here and thought that he was going to be a one and done. Yeah. For sure he did. Austin, the only one-and-done that we've had is probably Austin Wiley, and he's not a one-and-done. His career has probably been taken by the NCAA. Yeah. yeah. And injuries. Yeah. But, like, you've got you got guys pretending like they know about basketball because they watched us lose to Clemson in the tournament last year, and that was probably their first game they watched all for basketball or basketball, period. Mm-hmm. They probably watched the NCAA tournament every March. Hey, they have a LeBron jersey. No, they do. No, they do not have a LeBron. They have probably they have watched Mike. these guys. <laughs> they, they wear it to the basketball game. Every yeah, they no. <laughs> those guys aren't tweeting fire pearl. The guys tweeting fire pearl don't watch the NBA. Yeah, those guys are think probably that's real crushing Natty Light in the parking yeah. lot after. The guys they don't care. They don't watch the NBA. You'll hear guys say, "I don't like nobody plays any defense in the NBA." It's those guys <laughs> who are tweeting fire pearl. <laughs> nobody plays defense in the NBA. That might be true in a, on a Wednesday night in the NBA, but. Uh, or any no. Rockets game. No, because you, know you know what happens when you don't play defense in the NBA? You, get, you lose yeah. your job. Yeah, that's true. That's what happens when you don't play defense in the NBA. That's true. Those guys are trying their best. It just so happens that James Harden can bust their face for 61 <laughs> points whenever he wants to. And then not play defense. And when you, Yeah, he doesn't play much. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't have to because he's scoring 61 on the other end. <laughs> He takes too many threes. Yeah. It, so what if your guy gives it a 30? It's still a, you're still yeah. a 30 in the good. <laughs> yeah. James um, Harden's. He doesn't. You talk about without Chris Paul, he had 130 straight unassisted points. That is bonkers. Hmm. Nobody passing to him. He's just going down and scoring every single time. Hmm. All right. Yeah. The the anybody that thinks that that this is just such an awful year and such a big disappointment, I I pointed out after the game. I don't I don't usually do a ton of sunshine pumping, um, but don't stop me now. The uh, <laughs> it's a some sunshine. The 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 team in 1998 99 unexpectedly won the SEC. Only lost four games in the regular season. Um, went to the Sweet 16. Was a one seed in the tournament. They returned almost every single player. They returned every starter from that team. And. They did end up losing Chris Porter for a portion of the season, which is no different than us losing Austin Wiley for a portion of the season, although Chris Porter did score more points. That's true. But we still did lose an important piece of this team and have lost three straight games. That team lost eight games in the in the league. Mm-hmm. Kind of squeaked in the tournament as a 7C. That's respectable. But... Lost in the second round. It, it that team was far more disappointing because they were they were chosen to win the ins, like they were chosen to be champions before the year. That take that for what it's worth. People thought that that Auburn team was the best team in the oh, country. Sports Illustrated said they were going to win the national championship. Yeah, Chris Porter was on the cover, 
and um, and they they just didn't. It wasn't even close. The season, think what you will. The season itself, even when they were winning, they did not look like the same team, despite being the same team. So let's let's temper our uh, not expectations, but our what we think is a huge disappointment. That was a huge disappointment. Making the tournament for a second consecutive year, as we said earlier, is all that we should really ask of this team. Mm-hmm. We wanted them, and I think we all predicted on this, I think none of us had them losing more than four games no. when, we, when we started out. I uh, picked Auburn to go undefeated in football in the preseason as well. well, by the way. well whatever. Yeah. Um, I did. We'll talk about that next week, home. I think. Yeah, actually. yeah. Yeah, but anyway. For a like, cheap going finish. Oh, yeah. Uh, just... It's it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay, guys. Relax. We've had bigger disappointments. Um, this team was yeah, the football team lost to Tennessee this year. Just don't, don't yeah. forget about that. Coming into this season, this was absolutely not the most talented team. You can we everybody can complain about how our guys didn't make first team all all, all SEC last year and all that stuff. But this team was not the most talented team in the conference coming into right. this year. It's the third or fourth most talented team coming into the conference. And yeah, our guys are experienced. But this was not this was not the team that could just roll out and just beat everybody. Right. They they need to ha- they needed to have the same chemistry they did last year, which they do not. And um and we've lost guys that I think almost everyone around the program kind of discounted as as not having and not being that big of a loss, which we right. also talked about earlier. So it's gonna be okay, guys. Basketball's gonna be fine. Trust Jared. Yeah. I trust Jared Harper. Yeah. He's not going to have six turnovers in every game. I trust him. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Hang on. We do hope you listen to next I had homework for the listeners kind of because I'm lazy. If you can find our time capsule episode, let me know what episode that was because I was trying to find it, and I can't. Well, wait, which one is the time capsule episode? I thought it was the, the week before the Washington game. For the football team. It was the yeah. one we recorded at... Uh, it should have been in August. At uh, your office. Really? Yes. With okay. a lightning storm in the background. Right. That's I remember old that episode. Office. At the old office. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. If you want to go through and find it. Were we, we going through the SEC it. West? No. We just no, went through. No, because my father-in-law was here. Okay. We yeah. just went through and talked about everybody. I thought it was the week before the Washington game, too, but I guess okay. maybe. If you can find our time capsule predictions, the chief you was get on. to prove us wrong. Yeah, I was yeah. on it. You get to prove us wrong. So. All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. You might be able to catch me being wrong. Like I always say, oh, no. I'm never wrong. Is it really football without a tailgate party? I don't think so. Hi, I'm Scott Armstrong of Champ's Chicken and Beeline Foods. Let us do the cooking for your game day get-together. Delicious Champ's Chicken is always a crowd pleaser. And with Beeline Foods' great selection of tasty snacks and ice-cold drinks, including our awesome craft beer selection, we're your one-stop tailgating shop. Champ's Chicken and Beeline Foods. Fuel up, eat, drink, and think like a champ. Opelika Road, next to Auburn Furniture.